on the Gopher Sports Network. This is Gopher Hockey Weekly with Don Lucia. Brought to you by Subway, the official training restaurant of Gopher Hockey. Now, here are Judd Zolgad and the voice of Gophers Hockey, Wally Shaver. Hello, everybody, and glad to have you on board with us this afternoon. I just love this time of year, playoff hockey. Unfortunately, not the result we wanted, but, uh, boy, the intensity of games, Don, and, and just the, the meaning that everything goes into playoff hockey is fantastic. And even though we lost 4-3 in a double overtime game, I mean, what an effort both of those teams put out Friday night. Well, it was probably good for us to be in that type of game, uh, in that in, in an environment that, you know, you're going to get in the NCAA and you're not going to have full houses. We all know that, although, you know, we're in a region that's really close to Lowell, and, and uh, so it'll be very partisan for Lowell and Cornell um, uh, out there. Uh, but they're not going to be full houses. And a lot of times we're used to playing in those type of environments. So uh, I think that was good for us. I like the fact that uh, during the course of the game, I thought we got better as the game went on. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think we started. I thought we were sloppy with the puck. We turned it over far too many times. And then once we got into, you know, the third period into the overtimes and uh, we didn't, we took much better care of the puck. We had some good chances to end it. Their goaltender played well. I thought our goaltender played really well. Um, and as it turns out, it didn't uh, matter for our seed or anything like that. It could have, uh, but uh, in the long run, uh, from a from a physical standpoint, maybe it was better that we didn't play on Saturday and we came home and trying to rest up our guys because sometimes you get to this time of the year, it's not just the it's the mental fatigue and the physical fatigue, and the mental fatigue kind of makes you feel tired, even if you're really not. And sure. and that's the one thing we. We had some guys in the game after just felt like they didn't have their legs, and, and yeah. we just have to do everything we can uh, this week to make sure our guys have their legs for when the puck drops at 3.30 on Saturday. And uh, didn't uh, Penn State go two OTs against you, and then they, they turned around the next night against Wisconsin and played two OTs? I got to think at some point in time as a coach, you're thinking to yourself, okay, this is great, but, you know, what, what's that? Uh, five periods of hockey followed by five more might be a little bit excessive. You know what, though? You can get I can remember back when, uh, you know, we played that Mankato series. It was a three game set on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Great. Series. We, we uh, I think it was the first game was two overtimes. The second game was one overtime. And the third game was two overtimes. And then we had to play Thursday and we had to keep winning to get in the NCAA tournament. We had, I think, win at least one, maybe two games. And we end up winning, I think, the first game. Uh, in overtime, real quickly in overtime. Yeah. The second game, I think we scored with seconds left on Friday. And then the third game on Saturday, I think we played Denver. We lost two, a two-to-one game. So we we're we we're kind of – you almost get on a roll. I mean, you, you come off that three-game series, and we really didn't practice much. Didn't do anything Monday. I'm sure Wednesday or Tuesday, Wednesday, we're just really flushers 30 minutes, and then you, you play. So you, you, you're just on that adrenaline. And I almost felt – I remember we got in the NCAA tournament, and I, and I thought we had the week off then to prepare – and I thought it was almost like an exhale. We got in, we made it, and then you took the foot off the brake of uh, the sure. gas a little bit, although we were playing Boston College who won the national title that year, and we actually played a pretty good game. So you, you kind of get on that roll where you don't need so much the practice as you need your energy, and, and when you're playing with confidence, that's a big thing. And Penn State, they had to win the first game for sure mm -hmm. uh, to have a chance at the NCAA, and they didn't know for sure they'd be in the NCAA until they won our game. So I'm sure that they were – you know, playing with house money on Saturday night, they played four lines and six D and their mm -hmm. goaltender, you know, played really well all, all weekend long. And, you know, hats off to them. They, they, they played their way into the tournament and, you know, especially that Saturday game, Wisconsin had to win to get in. And uh, how would you like to have been Ohio state sitting around on Saturday night, knowing that, uh, <laughs> 
Penn State and Wisconsin are in double overtime. If Wisconsin wins, you're out, and if Penn State wins, you're in. So sweating bullets, sweating, that point. sweating bullets. I don't yeah. know if I'd be watching the game. I just want to hear the result. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Walk around town, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, watch something else, or you know, have an adult beverage to try to calm your nerves a little bit. So you know, it was good. We got three teams in uh, yeah. out of the six, which we all felt that was going to happen uh, this year. So you know, now hopefully the teams can do well next week. You know, when you get into an extended overtime like that, are there things that you do? in the intermission from the third to the first overtime, first overtime to the second, whether it's fluids or eating or stretching. I even remember a story back when Apple Valley beat uh, Duluth East in that five overtime game. And I know the undergarments were different in that era, but uh, one of the reasons they won with coaches Hendrickson and Westrom is they had all the guys change underwear. So they just felt fresh. But what types of things do you do when you get into an extended game like that? Well, I mean, you, you, nowadays there's a lot of food in the locker room. And uh, like you get in the NCAAs, you, I mean, you don't know. I mean, we're the second game. A game could, you know, go a couple overtime. So you have the late start date. And you might be sitting at the rink for three hours before you play, which is different. Uh, so you, you have to be prepared for that. So you, you need guys to eat. I remember longest game I was involved with was that CC. It was game two of the first round of the playoffs. We played in Wisconsin. And it was a one nothing game. It was 129 and a half minutes, you know, halfway Ooh. through the fourth overtime. And I think we had pizzas delivered. I think the guys were eating pizza, you know, <laughs> thinking that for the after the game. And they were eating, them, you know, I think between periods because you didn't have all the bagels and all the snacks like you do now back in, in the mid-90s. And um, we have uh, changed undergarments. I remember, uh, you know, in the national tournament, uh, semifinal game, and we were going into overtime or the second overtime. And, that was at Cincinnati where the the, uh, the ice started to get wet from the antifreeze uh, blow up. And we did change our garments for that. And uh, I think that refreshed our guys a little bit. So there are little things you try to do, but as much as anything, it's it's just, you know, your fluid intake and continue to, you know, eat some light snacks. So you get some nutrition in too, because this is the day and age for the most part where your pregame goes six hours for a game, not used to be four and a half. That's got to be, especially in, in a game where if, if you lose, you're done. That's got to be so tough, though. I mean, in in the game against Penn State, you, you lose. It you know it stinks, I guess. Yeah. But but in an NCAA situation, that has to be just torture. Well, it is. I mean, it as long as I've been doing, it, I've seen it all. I mean, I've been a part of uh, uh, WCHA Final Five championship games, winning in overtime, losing in overtime. National championship game, winning in overtime, losing in overtime. And, and I still I, I still think the most devastated locker room I've ever been a part of was the 96 team that lost to Michigan 3-2 in overtime in the championship game because they just they gave their heart and soul in that game. And they were just the, the devastation. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a locker room like that. And, and that's the hard part this time of the year that, uh, as I mentioned to our guys, that you just want them to play well. Uh, it's one game shots. I mean, look at the NCAA basketball team. Duke got beat last year. Villanova gets beat. It's so it's such a fine line when you get in the one and dones and who gets off to a good start, who's playing with confidence. Um, you want your guys to play well, and then, you know, hopefully you can make a little bit of a run and, and, uh, that's all you can ask for. And, and, uh, we're going to do everything we can to have our guys fresh to have them play as well as they possibly can. And, you know, like Dave Peterson, you know, the Olympic coach, Minneapolis Southwest used to say it best, you know, when the pucks game day. Either they're going to play or they're not, and there's not much you can do about it now. And uh, we just want to have them in a good mental frame of mind and in a physical the best they can possibly be. And, you know, we know we're, we're in a tough regional with three other really good teams, and uh, but that's who you're going to play this time of the year. They're all good teams. There's not much difference.
You know what I really enjoyed about the game against Penn State is the fact that it uh, it was a 4-3 game, but it was tied up on three different occasions. But I thought Eric Shearhorn was just the best player on the ice. He faced 63 shots, stopped 59, and just continues with that 935 save percentage that he's had now for nine games. Well, I, I like the way Eric t- did. I thought Eric was our best player on, on uh, the game, and, and uh, he made all the saves he's supposed to. Uh, he had no chance in the game-winning goal on the power play. I wasn't real happy to take an offensive zone penalty in, in, in overtime like that. That's, you know, the lessons that you have to learn because, as I said in our meeting uh, yesterday, the, there's no more lessons. I mean, I gave yeah. him the old, was it Randy? Who was the uh, the last lecturer? Um, Randy Patch or Pavich? I forget his name that uh, he was dying of cancer and he gave his last lecture in college. Mm-hmm. And the place was packed. And, and I, I used an analogy. I said, you know, this is kind of the last lecture. You know, there's no more do-overs after. You don't get to come <laughs> no. back and right. say, geez, we had a bad game. We need to correct A, B, C, D, and E. Yeah. I mean, this is it. Uh, those those things have to be corrected. And you can't go in a game and say, geez, we returned the puck over too much or we weren't willing to block a shot or we didn't get a puck over the blue line or we took an undisciplined penalty. I mean, all those things come into play. And, you know, Corey Millen, he, he can attest that uh, he was playing for a Stanley Cup. They're up one nothing and. They happen to be in Montreal up one nothing, and Marty McSorley takes a, a illegal stick penalty when they were up in game two. They scored, <laughs> losing overtime. It's 1-1 hat going back to uh, L.A., and I think they end up losing the series 4-1 or 4-2 when they could have been up 2 nothing, leaving Montreal, heading back to L.A., and, and the whole dynamic of this series can change on one play and how important it is not to be an outlier and, and you get to this time of the year. It's, it's all about the team. And it's all about NCAA playoffs coming up next week. The Gophers, a number one seed in the Northeast Regional. They'll be heading out to Manchester, New Hampshire for games on Saturday and hopefully Sunday next weekend as part of the NCAA final 16 teams in college hockey. We'll step aside. Paul Black, Wally Shaver, Judd Zolgat will be back with head coach Don Lucia after this from Learfield. Along with our producer, Paul Black, Judd Zolgad, and Wally Shaver back here with head coach Don Lucia. As the Minnesota Golden Gophers get ready for the NCAA playoff tournament, 16 teams out of the 60 in college hockey make this very exclusive field of competition. And Don will be playing Notre Dame Fighting Irish, your old alma mater. And uh, they are a team, too, that had a really great, outstanding season. Uh, You look at the standings, it looks like they were... Down a little bit, finishing fourth in Hockey East. However, they were one point out of a three-way tie for first place in that conference. And uh, they've been on a little bit of a roll lately, too. So that's a very good program. And we've had a lot of familiarity with them by playing them over the last four years. How come you emphasize old? The old? Are you saying that it's a long time ago for me? Is that, is that what you're insinuating? That's what I heard. Old? That's what I heard, Don. I, maybe you're trying to tell me something. Uh, yeah, I, you know, we, we know their team. Uh, I mean, I I didn't watch them this year, but I did TiVo a number of their games thinking, you know what, they, I think they played Providence late in the year, a doubleheader uh, on NBC Sports Network. I said, you know what, we may be playing these either of these teams at the end, so I'm going to make sure I have copies of those games and – I did watch them play Lowell yesterday afternoon. You look at their team, uh, some high-end guys. Obviously, Bjork's a Hobie Baker finalist. Uh, Their goaltender, Cal Peterson's an all-league player. Uh, They've got a really good back end that can skate and get uh, move the puck up the the rink, which is a big part of their game, and and get them out of their zone. Uh, Good depth up front. And you're right. I mean, literally, they played the last game at BU, and if they would have won the game, they won Hockey East outright. They ended up losing the game. Then there was a three-way tie. They ended up fourth. Uh, but they they uh, 
beat Providence three out of four, uh, beat them three times, tied them once at the end. Uh, I think they, they uh, split with BU at the end. Uh, they, play, they were playing really good teams down the stretch. Vermont, they won and tied, which just missed out in the NCAA tournament. So they were playing really good teams. I think they finished like five, two, and one their last eight games. Uh, I know that they weren't happy with how they played against Lowell in the uh, you know, hockey semifinal. Lowell really took it to them, watched the game yesterday, uh, five to one. Uh, Lowell looked really good. Uh, but uh, it'll be a really good matchup. Uh, we were five and three over the last four years with them, and uh, the game, all the games are close. They could go either way and a lot of splits, but, you know, if you lose game one, you don't get a chance to redemption this yeah. time of the year. Yeah. Uh, you got to come back, and it was funny watching how it was going to play itself out. Uh, I knew we were probably going to – we could be anywhere from four to seven as the day began, and uh, then as the game started to finish, you got to the very end, and you go, well, we're either going to be four or six. We couldn't be five. And it was so close. It all depended upon we needed either North Dakota to win. I know it's blasphemy to root for North Dakota around here <laughs> or or uh, Penn State. So North Dakota gets beat late. And then it all came down to Penn State. And it's like, I don't even want to watch the game. So I was just kind of watching basketball and other things uh, that I had actually gone to a junior game that Saturday night. And then I was breaking down our video because I had to get that done for a meeting on Sunday. And when there's five periods, it takes a, long, a lot longer. <laughs> And and then I saw that uh, I think Joel Maturi actually texted me, you know, okay, Penn State won. Does that mean you get a number one seed? And I knew it did. Uh, but you look, I think it was like four or five ten thousandths of a point that separated, I think, Lowell and ourselves and, and Western Michigan. It's just that close. And and, wow. and that and that's how it is. It, it, it's just a margin based on Penn State beating Wisconsin was interesting between us being a four or six. Wow. So you, you, you know you're going to play good teams. Uh, I had a sense we'd go to East. I thought maybe if we ended up with Western, maybe they'd put us in Cincinnati with Notre Dame just for the draw. Uh, but Denver ended up there, which is more than fair. And you know what? You take what you get. Uh, we're one of 16 teams practicing. Not much difference in any of the 16 teams. Yeah. Uh, we know we have a difficult region. Um, I think all four of the teams could come out of it. You know, even though they're the one seat, we're the one seat. I'd probably say if you had to pick a favorite, probably low right now because, uh, you know, they just won Hockey East in the playoffs. They tied for Hockey East in the regular season. Uh, they're playing in their own backyard. They'll have a good fan attendance and, you know, a nice comfort level just to take a quick bus ride over to the regional. Uh, but uh, we're just concerned about Notre Dame. We're doing our, our everything we can to prepare our team uh, to play the best they can on Saturday. In, uh, in one game like this, Don, how quickly as, as a coach can you tell if your team has it for that day because you know it, it's not a series and, and as you said if you lose you're done and you've coached in a number of these how quickly do you have a feel for for what your team is going to do that day well i i think the old 10 minute game is really critical uh, you get into these single eliminations getting off to a good starts important uh, i don't think you want to fall behind by a couple goals or it's a it gets to be a, a tall hill to climb especially when you're playing quality teams and really good goaltending the Notre Dame's really good defensively they only give up a little over two goals a game uh, so you got to be spot on. I mean, the old saying, I mean, you're, you've always got to play good. I mean, you get to this time of year and, you know, we need a 93. You're not going to win with a 90 because you give up three goals. It's hard to win this time of the year. And all of a sudden, no, you got to score four. Uh, your specialties have to be good. Uh, I don't think we've lost a game. We haven't given up a power play goal. Uh, so that's an important stat for us, even more so than the power play. Power play is usually a good indicator that your top end is playing well. You know, if your power play is not doing well sometimes that can you know they're just struggling with their passes and you know that's usually an indicator that you know your top end guys are just not playing well that given game uh and and that's what you have to have i mean 
the old adage this time of the year, your best players have to be your best players. You know, your role players have to rise up and, you know, make a big play. And that's what a team's all about. And, and that's uh, when the puck drops, that's always the anxiety for coaches. How are they going to come out? How are they going to play? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, I've seen, guy, uh, seen teams come out and play really well. And, you know, I've seen times where, geez, a team just played poorly. And you can't explain it. And that's the frustrating part when you get to this time of the year that in any sport, whether it's basketball or in our or hockey in these NCAA tournament one and done deals, when, when you just, you know, if you're, you're in basketball, you don't shoot well, you're not going to yeah. win and it's over. You don't get a second chance. Yeah. One really inherent positive is the fact that Mike Spatula was back this past weekend. So he'll be back with Brent Gates Jr. And that gives us a nice solid third line again. And I like the fact of having, Three very capable lines that can score goals. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? It was good for him. He, it was interesting. I said, how did you feel? He said, I felt better as the game went on. You know, I mean, you look at him, I thought his head was going to explode. His face was so beat red because you, <laughs> you haven't played in a game in a month. And, yeah. and so it takes, it takes time to get your timing back and everything else. And that's why it was probably good that we played two overtime. So you got a lot of ice time and your conditioning yeah. and game shape and all that becomes critical. Same thing with Glover. I mean, I thought yeah. Jack did a nice job yeah. and, and uh, made good decisions with the puck, uh, defended well. And you know what? He, he, he cramped a little bit in that game as it went into second overtime, but uh, it was good for him from the conditioning and the timing to play that much. Yeah. Cause he's going to have to be in uh, Ryan Lindgren going down that last weekend against Michigan state. So Jack Glover, who had like one game played in the last dozen or so. And it was good to see him. And I thought he did account himself quite well. It was, you're exactly right. And the week before uh, heading into that Michigan state, I just tried to encourage him. I talked to him about, you know, you got to be ready. You never know if somebody's going to get hurt. And then, you know, the timing, Bang, you know, yeah. boom, you know, Lindgren goes down and, you know, I was spot on and uh, Jack was excited to get back in and did a good job. He's played a lot of hockey here. And, and so it shouldn't be any type of a transition for him you know, getting ready for the NCAA tournament. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back after this timeout from Learfield. Judd Zolgad, Wally Shaver, and head coach Don Lucia, the Golden Gophers here. Minnesota heads to Manchester, New Hampshire for the Northeast Regionals of the NCAA this coming weekend. Games will be Saturday and Sunday, so they'll be earlier in the day too, so be sure you check your schedules for those games, whether you watch them on TV or listen across the uh, Gopher Radio Network. But an outstanding uh, a group of four teams there, Don, Minnesota versus Notre Dame. And the earlier game will have Lowell versus Cornell. Uh, as you said earlier, just any one of these teams can win it. What's the key going into this week then to make sure the team's 100% ready to go Saturday? Well, uh, the emphasis, we we got to battle in practice, but we don't have to battle long. But we have to have that mentality that uh, to win the, what I like to call a little tight area, uh, the two or three foot radius, who's going to win that puck battle. That That's critical. You know, Managing the puck is going to be really important. You just you can't turn the puck over like we did, you know, in our game on on Saturday, and um, and that's been our bugaboo all year. And and uh, you know, hopefully it doesn't come back and bite us here this weekend. It's you know, you emphasize it, you show them video, and but you, you just can't try to make a play that's not there too too often with our guys. Uh, they want to hit a double, you know, the opposite field instead of you know what, where's Rod Crew when you need him? Just knock out those singles, you know, and and just. Play, play for a high batting average and, and that's the way you have to play this time of the year you just uh, one mistake in in your season can be over it could be an offensive zone penalty like on saturday night in the second overtime you mm-hmm. get scored on, on a power play it just those are the mistakes this time of the year you just can't make because you don't get a do-over yeah. uh, and so that's what we're trying to emphasize as much as anything else is 
you know, play within the system. You know, we don't need any outliers now. We don't need somebody to think they got to do anything extra to be the hero. We have to play as a group of five. All right, once again, this weekend, the Golden Gophers versus the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And that game will be on Saturday across the Gopher Radio Network. And uh, checking my time here, it looks like a 3.30 Eastern start. So 2.30 here, we'll be on the air at 2 o'clock with our pregame show. Talk to you next week, everybody. Thank you. On the Gopher Sports Network, this has been Gopher Hockey Weekly with Don Lucia. Brought to you by Subway, the official training restaurant of Gopher Hockey. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Gopher Sports Network.